Hello, we've got a little bit of a different episode for you today, this evening, whenever you're listening to it. Uh, We're going to recap some of the old episodes that we've had so far and hopefully try and get you to go back and listen to them. There will be a link in the bio or the description on whatever platform you're using. Louis? Also, if you've enjoyed these episodes, please give us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify do reviews now, have you seen that? Spotify do reviews, yeah. yeah. Five stars. And subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. We're building a nice little subscription there. Yeah, YouTube seems to be where we're getting the majority of the the listens at the moment. Yeah, it's going well, it's going well. So, first of all, episode one, who do we talk to? We spoke to AFC Sudbury. We spoke to Ben Davies and Steve Screech of AFC Sudbury. In the echoey changing room. Yeah, that was the main complaint that we got. Sound wasn't very good. But we didn't have this... We didn't have the Zoom PodTrap P4. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, it means fuck all to anyone else that's listening, but yeah. It does if they Google it, mate. shows that we've put put a bit of bunts into <laughs> it. <laughs> Zoom, chuck us a free one. We could do with another. Yeah. But yeah. Nice so- little 200 quid in the back bin. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I particularly like this episode. I know we always will because it's our baby. It's our first episode, etc. But... The, the love that them I, I think the love that we felt at that club showed why they are where they are now yeah 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 definitely they were very passionate about what the club have achieved what the club were looking to do moving forward uh, and also just generally the day-to-day runnings of the club they were very open to sharing everything with us I mean when we got there there was a training session going on wasn't there a community training session yeah they were open to telling us what the training sessions were about what the club is open for each day of the week um the pitch is all weather so they can really cater the to the community yeah I mean don't hold the all weather pitch against them though because like there's nothing like mud and grass is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I um, for me the the thing I love about your mum. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm only joking. Um, I'm only joking. She's a good lady. For the <laughs> like my mum listens to this. She's a good old me? girl. Shout out Michelle. <laughs> All right, you've gone there. You've gone for the gone for the name. Um, for. <laughs> For me, one of the um, the nicest things I felt about this was the epi- where he felt comfortable enough to tell us something quite personal, um, and the sense of community that he got from the club. Um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that he lost his wife in the um, while he was working for the club, and the club sort of huddled round him, if you like, and supported him through it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for sure, that was really fantastic. And just the players that they've brought through as well. They've got some absolutely phenomenal bowlers at um, Sudbury. Yeah. Go on, name some. If you're going to make that claim, <laughs> back it up now. Name one AFC Sudbury player. One I'll give AFC you a tenner. Su- one AFC Sudbury. Well, I just I just couldn't name just one because on the just on the basis name it wouldn't be fair. <laughs> Fuck off! You've backed me into a corner. <laughs> <isn't you? laughs> Unbelievable. Um, they had a fantastic player there. Unfortunately, he moved on. Barish Old on top. Yeah, moved on about four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh well it's, they're good all of you are good Barish is a very good player and Barish is someone that we've we've spoken to and we'd like to, we'd like to make it work dates wise to, yeah. to get him on as well 
So anyway, here's a clip to the end. So, so who are you looking forward to playing most this season? Probably. It'd be good to play Nathan in the league. I'm actually looking forward to Fergus going to Telford away. Telford got never been there. Got nice stadium on their website. Had a bit of a look at it. Bit mm-hmm. It's just yeah, Telford away. Why not a weekend away maybe? Yeah. And uh, also Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's big on these things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm having a holiday place and then Arizona. Come for all and you know, get us. Yeah, Telford away, is it? I'll keep you in Telford, that's not a great drive either. It's a tough drive out. You think that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You'll like, you enjoy that one. <laughs> well, I did Coldfield last season. Yeah. And that's, like, you see, there's a lot of, well, it's industrial everywhere. Yeah. Needham are good, though. Like, Needham have always had like, a solid season. Whenever I watch the Needham match, they've been good games, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, I mean, we, our, our biggest rival, Something like with Berry, as we said earlier, and yeah. Berry's in. Yeah. Berry suffers. You know, you've been there. Yeah, yeah. The games are alive. I'm really looking forward to that, as you know. We broke our league record playing Berry here on New Year's Day. Yeah. 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 Promotion on, we've got a lot of younger fans coming down now. Yeah. Which we've yeah. which been, been desperate to attract. Yeah, the, years. the demographic changed a lot last year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's one of the things I wanted to bring up because AFC Sudbury have put a lot of money into you, right? You, you yourself incredible now. Yeah. Like, what was the inspiration behind that? What, what was the sudden change? Because it hasn't always been that, has it? That's it. I mean, we, had a, we were a community based club. I actually set up one of the family members of our youth system years ago. It was a community base, so it's anyone with any ability come and come and play somewhere. And then we, um, we, when we built these buildings, which was I think twelve years ago now, um, we needed change rooms and stuff for, for the kids' teams. We, we then thought, well, we, we're going to build this. We're going to put a free cheap pitch in. Maybe we can look to have an academy. Other other clubs have had sort of academies attached. Um, maybe not this level, and, and don't okay. And we just saw the potential of it, producing more homegrown players, which will hopefully come through to the first team, and maybe go on, and you might make some money from them, and you might have them here as six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, and they'll go through and end up playing here to their 30. And they've got a bit more of a passion for the club rather than just... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I've coached in youth football for, for a good many years, and there's so many kids that are good footballers, but they're not good enough to be professional footballers. So this kind of level to get involved in a club and get yeah. to love that club, you know, it can only be beneficial, can't it? Yeah, we've got two levels here. We've got the community level, so say they're mixed ability uh, children, and, uh, but you know, they, if they come through and they're good enough, then they can go on and play our sort of second level or second tier level. But we hope those kids will be become fans and volunteers in the future when they stop playing football, maybe. Yeah. Um, Have you had any like real stars come through the new system yet, or have they all been quite a yeah. few? <laughs> yeah, done, done well, yeah. Got, anyone got a shout out? Liam Bennett, who's at uh, Cambridge United now, yeah. and he's, he's just started regular. He's actually he's actually got the number two shirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, hopefully we'll start as right back or win back. He's, yeah, he, he was here as a second round. Oh, amazing, yeah. yeah. And uh, went culture then recently because it wasn't big enough. Um, and he's just proven that actually I might not be the biggest, but if I work my arse off and really train hard and I can achieve what I want, he's now 
playing football now. He's so down to a lovely lad. You don't have to be a full mate, you just got to be horrible. He's actually you know, coaching now under 12s. Yeah, he's under 12s. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so he's got some spare time from obviously full time pro. He's here coaching the kids. But it's um, that community aspects that, you, that you've mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He learned there, sums it up. So yeah. going here as a seven year old and you know, being actually quite good. He goes, you know, in our sort of community based and going up to culture and then uh, being released. And he wanted to come back here because he lives locally. Still does, and yeah. Tyler, and we've got Tyler French, in, yeah, uh, who plays at Dundee, yeah. Dundee Just United. Right in SPL. Yeah. Just taking a set down to go and play Scottish football, then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's why, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is that normal set He was at Wrexham with, uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, yeah, the final game was there, and then he went to Dundee and broke his leg last season. Last season. Yeah, we've yeah. yeah. been playing in SPL next season. Fair yeah. This time we sold one of our academy players on it, so he was here, he sold his long shot. Yep. So he would actually play long shot and friendly, that was part of the deal. And uh, we got friendly out there. And, uh, and he was a man of match, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that really spot for 22-man ball? Episode 1, AFC Sudbury. Um, Louis, who Listen did we go back, to? Actually, it was a shit episode. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Oh, it's good. Um, I'm choosing the clips. So it doesn't really matter which. This is true. Louis completely unaware of what I'm choosing. I'm just going to choose. I mean, you know which one I'm going to choose for a couple of them. Yeah. But. Okay. Fair. Uh, episode two, I believe, was Long Melford. It was David Hennessy. What a, I'm going to put this out there now. What a nice bloke. One of the nicest men I've spoken to. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. Um, and again, with this club, it was an interesting one, isn't it? Because it was a club that didn't have a lot of money. You know, they're sort of like, they're almost the underdog of the league, aren't they? Sort of out there fighting for it. Yeah, for sure. And I think that really come across in this episode as well. Yeah, definitely. I think think the way he spoke about football and the way he spoke about the sense of community that the team have was was very interesting. Um, What stood out for me about David was his uh, commitment to... The well-being of the players that are under his care. Massively, yeah. Um, he very much saw it as a pastoral role rather than just a chance to be around a, a football team and a football pitch. I think this was the episode that I come away from where I went, oh, I really hope they stay up. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because AFC Sudbury was great, you know, good episode, really nice speaking to him, but there was something about Long Melford, that you, I don't know. It's like your little bro, like little brother sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, I've been looking at the results. I've been, yeah. been picking up form. It's been nice to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like the setup that that David's had with um, with Mister Footy as well. Getting getting the interviews done there. That's been yeah. very good stuff. I like the way they manage their team as well because they are a team, not yeah, yeah, first yeah. and reserves or a first reserves and under 18s they're a team which yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's really important at that level and we don't you don't see it enough at that level I don't think no that's true depends yeah. how big the gap is doesn't it yeah. you've got some honking players in the reserves <laughs> I don't think you should be part of a team <laughs> no. I think you should go home <laughs> got someone like me playing in goal for the B team yeah. why aren't I getting a shot at the first team <laughs> <laughs> I cover after goal <laughs> Wearing your hat. Well, at least we got to the second section about you, Fat Shaman. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, 
Well, one thing I'm going to ask a quick question on there. Where you pulled this out? What do you make of goalkeepers wearing hats? If the sun's out, they've got to wear one. Fair play. That's all I want to know. Talk Same about. thing about goalkeepers who wear trousers. If the ground's hard, wear trousers. I disagree with the trousers thing. Really? It's like a stand-up wearing shorts. Okay. Yeah, not just just shouldn't happen. Okay. What? Where do you stand with? Um, would you stand with like short sleeves? In goalkeepers? Yeah. Hardcore, mate. Really? It, it, the minute a goalkeeper has short sleeves, I just sit there thinking you're a hard bastard or mental. Really? Yeah. Okay, so it's never worked for me. It's an interesting position, isn't it, goalkeeper? Yeah, it's the one position on the pitch where no matter what happens, if something goes wrong, you're in trouble, isn't yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it's either a goal or they're sent off. Yeah. There's not much more to that. I always find that I'd like to get a goalkeeper on. I just think... The sort of natural leaders, isn't they? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like a natural captain who's always your goalkeeper. Yeah. I think the other thing as well is if we do have a goalkeeper on, we're probably going to have a mental health nurse on the side just to make sure they stay sane <laughs> throughout. Because I don't care what... Goalkeepers are lunatics, mate. I've never met a goalkeeper that's normal. Fair enough. I mean, we, yeah. I don't know what Longmouth is goalkeeper's like. <laughs> probably the nicest bloke. Poor guy. Well, um, what stood out to me about Dave's... David's episode. I don't know why I'm daving him off there. Uh, David's episode. <laughs> Boys and young. Hi, <laughs> uh, Dave. What's <laughs> your name? Trigger? Yeah. Uh, very good. Uh, what's your name? Del Boy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> See what comes out. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, you know, the trading and stuff like that. I think um, the one thing that came out is when we've spoken to people afterwards... Uh, from various aspects of the football community, like when we had Brosnan on in the yeah. in the fifth episode, they all spoke about how the interaction they had with David was a positive one. Oh, 100%. There's a lot of love for David in the, in the leagues. Which, that's another reason when like I did get... Because I, I was looking at their fixtures and they did have a tough start to the season. And I did get a bit worried because a lot of... Well, we saw it with just Wanderers. They jump early, don't they? And they make the decisions to get rid of managers and we'll stuff like there. that. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll I? get there. It's got some things to say about <laughs> that. Um, yeah, they make jumps to lose their managers early. And I really didn't want to see that for David because there was so much love for him from people we've talked to that... And, well, you've only got to look at our views on the episodes. His is by far... The most popular. The most popular. And it, I think that it says... I think it's a real testament to himself. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, many more years of Dave at Long Melford. Should we stick him on? Yeah, let's do You it. said that there's, there's obviously clubs at, at higher levels, even at, at the same step as well, that can offer more money and they can offer some quite substantial amounts of money to players to, yeah. to recruit them. Um, you've said that obviously you've had to go for players here, there and everywhere, bring a lot of players up from a few steps below. Do you find that you almost get more of a commitment from the players that you've trusted and brought through? Because they're not, they're not here because they're money motivated, they're here because yeah. they want to play football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think an interesting example of that was obviously last year. Um, we, we lost a, a, a lad's pre-season um, where, I mean, he was offered a phenomenal amount of money and a signing bonus to go and play for a side in the same league as us. Um, and you just can't compete with that. I mean, I've, there's never been so, anything like a signing bonus for as long as I've been here. Yeah. Um, and I certainly don't imagine there was before. But when you've got young lads, and he, he just bought a house, he's, he's paying his mortgage, and someone's offered him a, a, a decent sum of money just to come and sign for them, then they're going to give him upwards of 200 quid a game yeah, um, to go and play... I said to him, mate, go, you'd be crazy not to. Um, 
obviously things didn't quite work out over there. Um, they ended up being relegated. Um, and subsequently, I think it was nine or ten games in, he, he picked up the phone. He was like, Gaffer, is there an opportunity to come back? I think there's a lot to be said for a club that realises that they can't compete with them big. Because one of the things that I've noticed, I mean, I've been watching non-league now for like probably the best part of 15 years and there are clubs that go, oh, do you know what, we'll compete with the big boys this year and then they cripple themselves. You see, you see it regularly, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we absolutely can't do that. We're, we, we've got to be self-sustainable um, and, and ultimately, like you can still, they can still only put 11 players on the pitch. Like Chelsea, they can have all the players in the world. They can still only put 11 against 11 and if our mentality is right, I'll back my lads to yeah. go out and fight two for now against anyone and everyone. And it is mentality, isn't it? I mean, you could pay a substantial amount of money for a player that's going to turn up every week and be overly committed and really do their best for the team and the community as a whole. But equally, you could pay a substantial amount of money for someone that could play two steps, three steps higher. So they're not really that bothered about they're it. They're just here to get a payday. And we, we, we had it, in, in again, in pre-season. Um, we were offered a couple of players and would you be interested in this one would you be interested in that one and they've played for like seven, eight, nine different clubs in the last four years and you're sort of like what would you want we don't want to be bringing that kind of personality into the dressing room especially when we work so hard to build a dressing room that's team thirst all about putting a shift in and, and, and that's the minimum requirement to then blow that up and, and, and bring someone in who I mean A we probably couldn't afford in the first place but B if we did mortgage the farm to bring them in, what, what effect does that have on the rest of the dressing yeah. room? Turn yeah. and go. Well, you're you're worth a ten pound expenses um, for playing, but matey boy over there is on two hundred, three hundred. Okay, so that was episode two, Long Melford. I just want to bring something up on the um, the goalkeeper front, just on the back of this. I thought of this while we had the clip playing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> um, name a film where a goalkeeper's not a lunatic in it. Uh, name a film where a goalkeeper isn't a lunatic in it. Uh, the Mighty Ducks. No, he's a big whistle, that, and he. I was going to say pussy, but he's young, so. Still said it. Yeah. Not editing it out. Fair, because um, you've got like escape to victory. They break his arm, don't they? They break one of the goalkeeper's arms, and then yeah, who was an outfield player? Yeah, who was an outfield player? Uh, and then you've got yeah, the monk. Sylvester Stallone. Stallone goes in, and he's not exactly sane, is he? No. <laughs> You've got the monkey me machine. Yeah, the monkey me machine. It's the extent of my knowledge. You've got football. Viv Wright, Harchester United. Ledge, mate. Ledge. There's not a better goalkeeper in the world than Viv Wright. The episode where he bowls in with his shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good one, wouldn't it? If yeah. we got someone that was in Dream Team. I would. That's my goal. That'd be good. Yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. Get Andy answering. Oh, how cool would that be? <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to do the episode. I think I'd be just like a proper fanboy. You'd be crying. I'd, I would squeeze into my medium Harchester United top four. Best player to ever play for Harchester United. Carl Fletcher. Don't ever say anyone else. As a as a player, as a as a, a, an a actual footballer, you're saying Carl Fletcher. Yeah. Yeah. I just said. Yeah, maybe Carl Fletcher. They never got Luke Davenport in his prime. I was prime, about to so say you were to... going to say Davenport, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His <laughs> eyes were going by then, so it's a shame. Like some of the stuff that happened in Dream Team, well, like the, the, Luke the... Davenport went blind. <laughs> the so, coach crashed twice. There was a sniper on the roof. Who did they shoot? They were trying to shoot Luis Amor Rodriguez, yeah. but I don't think they did. No, they Jerry missed, Block they? had hired him. Yeah. There was a 
There was a coach crash, weren't there? Or was there it a was plane? a couple of coach yeah. crashes, a plane crash. There was a plane crash. The uh, manager drove into the team bus at the playoff <laughs> final. <laughs> My favourite episode is when you get... It was Carl Fletcher's just come back from playing abroad. And he's got that he's got that, on him, yeah. He's got that big belly on him. And then all of a sudden, the next episode, he's like super fit after coming off the bench and scoring the free kick because yeah, the coach yeah, yeah. tried to show him up. And he speaks to his missus and he's like, oh, you all right, darling? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she just rushes off to do her job and he's like, oh, thanks. In good shape now, aren't you, Carl? And she just walks <laughs> off. Love that. Oh, that brings back some serious memories. Anyway, yeah, anyway. Uh, speaking of um, cult heroes, we had Ladsy. Yes. Uh, That's a good segue, that one. That was a very good segue. But you were worried what I was going to say. I was worried. I well. would make that whole podcast I was worried about what somebody was going to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's been some situations with me and Ladsy that we just don't never need to go into. How long have you known him? Uh, not as long as people fit. Probably about 10 years. Yeah. Um, He's it's old enough to raise a small, you know, a child. Yeah, really. yeah, it's old enough to raise a child. Yeah. He is one of the most passionate people I've ever met about football, and not just football, not league. <laughs> it's incredible. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Man. What? <laughs> the hair, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, he, yeah, just. He's got a fantastic knowledge as well. Like when we were talking to him, even like we were taking breaks because. Largely loves a beer. Um, did you did you edit out him order uh, order a beer across the podcast or no, was it in the, in it, it was in the episode? Was in it? There. We were in the episode like halfway through the episode. He just orders a beer right in the middle of it. It's beautiful stuff. <laughs> um, what was you, what did you like particularly about that episode? <laughs> the thing is, the thing I enjoyed about it was how he spoke about their progression. <laughs> Through the leagues. I did. I found it interesting. I think what uh, Bucks and Goldie had done with Wanderers is, is very good. And then they got sacked the day the <laughs> podcast was released. And we reached out to Wanderers to try and share the episode. And they were having none of it. Nah. Interestingly, because there was a lot of love for Bucks but and Goldie. But why shouldn't there be? Like the Back-to-back promotions, mate. Bucks and Goldie doing well doesn't mean that... You don't like they can't achieve anything now. Like they've got a very good manager in Glen Driver in. Like it's not a problem with Wanderers. I have a bit of a problem with them now. I think like the the problem I have with it is Bucks and Goldie deserve till Christmas. Back to back promotions, you've got to give them till Christmas. Football (laughs) football's football. Like you know, they can make those decisions. I'd like to speak to Bucks and Goldie to get more of an insider perspective from it i'd also like to speak to someone from wanderers about sharing the episode that we um <laughs> recorded for an hour to promote their football club free of charge and they didn't want to share it or acknowledge it themselves um i think for but me, anyone it'd like if if any of the current players if glenn's about like i'd happily get someone on i'm not like i get that, that, that people need to you know, you need to make decisions and decisions like getting a new manager is tough. But what what I found interesting, and Glenn is he's a proven manager. There's no yeah. two ways about it. But he is off the back of a break. Yeah. So you've taken another risk, in my opinion, there. Maybe. Maybe. Results will speak for themselves. You could say that the break is uh, a chance to reinvigorate yourself yeah. and get yourself, 
you know. Find a new philosophy. Find a new philosophy, find a new love and a drive for the game. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good appointment. I just think it's a shame it's come off the back of two people that have given quite a lot for a football club being treated so poorly. I, I th- yeah, I think for me as well, like it's not going to be the end of Bucks and Goldie. They've obviously a successful. No, nah, they'll be doing. Yeah, you know, yeah. they'll they'll be doing the cabaret circuits and stuff. <laughs> After dinner but, speeches, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be in a. They'll be at Pontins Patefield next Tuesday Supporting doing um, doing Wrightstead Fred. So you know, it's gonna be. You know, this isn't. You know, Ipswich is a big place, and when they're done with Ipswich, you know, there's 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 Needham Stone Market because they are their own Hawley. You know, Elmswell. Elmswell. <laughs> but you were talking to Bucks and Goldie Bucks and Goldie are keen to come on right yeah yeah, they're going to come on um, we've just got a short date out and they'll be here uh, we'll... that wasn't the only thing that happened that week no go on Norwich United oh yeah it all kicked off with Norwich United didn't it and uh, Steak Bait Matt, Matt, Matt Blake Steak Bait whatever they call him bloody hell mate <laughs> I could not give a fuck what they call him I'd like to have him on the episode for chat but like yeah 100% that is <laughs> That is, you have butchered that name. <laughs> I think he'd rather be in the dressing room than hear you pronounce his name again. <laughs> he'd rather be threatened again. When, when, I, when I heard his name for the first time, was it what I call him? Steak, bake, mate. Matt Blake. Steak, bake, Blake. Right, steak, bake, Blake. I thought it was going to be the geezer from, from, from the, was it Crawley who had, had the pies on the sideline? What was his name? It was Sutton United. Yeah, Sutton United. Wayne Shaw Wayne his Shaw. name. Good, good that, innit? That, that was a good bit. Not very good. Thank I'm you. impressed with that bit of knowledge. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Nah. Why? Because you look like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> looks like your mum. Yeah. And, and Matt signed for Wanderers. Yeah. Straight after. Great signing. Great signing. Absolutely great signing. Yeah. Uh, It'll stri- work. Better striker in Suffolk. Well, we'll see, won't we? Yeah. Higher level now. You know, playing a league above. Chance to bang in goals at that level. If he can. Yeah, if you can do it, you can do it. Um, Norwich United have folded as well. That surprised me a lot because, I mean, it was horrendous the way it was dealt with all over social media. Like, it's not a good thing. We we don't know what happened. Well, that's well, that's the problem, isn't it? You, neither you or I have e- have even the remotest affiliation with with Norwich United. Um, but yet we are aware of a situation that's gone on in their dressing room. Unfortunately. We live in an age where it is trial by social media and yeah. social media is in many ways, in some perspectives, more important than real life. It shouldn't be, but that's how some people perceive it to be. Um, so some people have been overly critical of, of the Norwich United team, which may be the right way to go about it. Other people have been overly critical of Matt Blake which may be the right thing I don't know the right side of the story because I wasn't there I would assume that the fact that a lot of the first team players refused to play is indicative to the fact that Matt may be in the right yeah but I don't know who knows there's a long way maybe I shouldn't talk about it I don't know (laughs) maybe I I think for me though like quickly going back to the episode Ludzi's passion comes across yeah. There's some great stories about away days and you can just see the love in his veins for such wanderers, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. And the beer in his in his in his in his tash. He love a beer. In his bag. Uh, nice guy as well, Ludsy. Yeah, absolutely diamond. Funny as well. Um yeah, so episode three 
Ipswich Wanderers. Enjoy. Share this one if you like. <laughs> the dark arts works in many ways. I mean, you've obviously got players on the pitch. We do it from the stands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it all helps. It so, all helps. So what's your tactic? What's the best tactic of putting off an opposition player? Oh, we just wind the goalies up. Because I'm right behind them, right? We're right, but if you get the goalie, all you got to do, right? <laughs> if he turns around, you've got him, right? <laughs> do you remember that key part? I can't remember oh, who we were playing. The whole game we were like just high. He, he must have been a Norwich. He must have been Norwich United. Yeah. Because the whole game we were like high six and all of that <laughs> sort of stuff on. And he made that save. That now. And he <laughs> given the uh, current week's events. <laughs> 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 no, allegedly. Allegedly being allegedly. by the manager. Allegedly. Um, we text out like high six and we were giving him a load of grief. It was bad. And then he made a save and he and he turned round to us and he went, I went out for a corner and he came round and he went, yeah, that must have been the sick finger, mustn't it, mate? And then we scored from the corner. <laughs> I had a long, long time ago, I think it was Swatham's keeper, jump over the fence into the Kersgrave and actually try and fight me. <laughs> That's how much he ran. Did he get him. near you? Yeah? Did he get near you? Oh, yeah. He was about two foot away. The ref went nuts, mate. The ref stopped and the old whistle was going. <laughs> that Kersgrave end, or as known as the Kersgrave Ultras, yeah. um, they're notorious throughout the league, though. The like, Kersgrave Ultras yeah. was my baby. Yeah, right? they were incredible. I, 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 was, I was always a big fan of European culture, right? For European football culture. And when I come up here, it's kind of weird, right? I come to I come to non-league football with a bit of a professional football mentality. When we first come up here, I thought we could turn this into like the Millwall of non-league, right? <laughs> but then you kind of suss out that non-league isn't like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's a friendlier kind of atmosphere. It's not the same. There's certain key games, you know, against like Whitner, against yeah, like a Norwich yeah, team, where you're going to yeah. get the backup, right? But it's not generally not like that. So we kind of swerve more towards. I mean, we've had all sorts like pyro and stuff like that back in the past. You can't get away with it today. I'd, I'd, <laughs> no, you <Yeah>. can't. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> do, do you remember Keith getting in trouble for us setting off the fucking smoke grenade? <laughs> you set off a smoke grenade? <laughs> we were in the sort of fucking... It was a, yeah, it was a blue smoke grenade. We were in the... Where were we? we were Allegedly. Away, we? Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. We, we, we got fined for it, so it was definitely yeah. a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we were in your way end, weren't we? I can't remember where we were. And Keith was standing next to us. Oh, man. And Ludsy pulls out. Was that not Saffron Walden? Yeah, yeah, it was. was yeah, yeah, yeah. Saffron Walden. <laughs> so he pulls out his smoke grenade, right? And he goes, he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to set it off, mate. I'm going to set it off. And I was like, fuck it, do it. <laughs> so Keith standing next to his chairman, standing right in the middle. He lets off his smoke grenade. The picture in the like the pictures that we were shown afterwards. Was it in a paper? It was it was somewhere, and it was just a picture. I was of Keith all stuff. over the internet when it was on the pages. Just a picture of Keith like this, and all this blue smoke around him. It looked like the chairman had sent it off. <laughs> it so what was the fine? How much was the fine? I don't know. One hundred and fifty quid. It was. Yeah, yeah it was like, uh, that was that That's was a thorough num fine. It weren't yeah, too bad. It yeah. was. Yeah. Keith took on the chin, didn't he? Yeah, Literally. it's a lot more but serious now. It's a lot yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> um, we played Lowestoft in the League Cup final at this. And we all went up, we hired limousines for the day. We made a proper day of it, right? And we had like three limos turn up with our slot in. Tux and that. <laughs> we were dressed like that. He'd have had a t shirt with a tux and, on and it. It was like prom. <laughs> yeah. and we, um, we were actually, we had a friendship with the Lowestoft fans. We knew them quite well. Both teams were playing blue and white, both Suffolk teams, right? A lot of them were Ipswich fans. So Sorry we, to hear that. Yeah, so we had, a bit of a, we had a bit of a friendship with them. So it was kind of a weird cup final in that we were all stood in the same end. But we were in there and it must have been 20 minutes before kickoff. 
and the place was bouncing. Absolutely. I remember Goldie, Goldie was playing then. And Goldie said, you know, we were sat in the changing room at this and all we could hear was barmy army, barmy army. And he said, I've never been in a non-league game where I've been in the changing room and 20 minutes for kickoff, all you can hear is the crowd outside. He said it was just incredible. Mad. And the game continued in that vein all the way through and I had that day like a full-on boat flare, right? I remember I went down to Chandler's and bought it. And the guy said to me, I go, like, I want, like, he said, he's like, ask me technical questions. Is it an inshore or offshore? I went, I don't know, I just want one of the big ones. He <laughs> went, are you going to set this off at a football match? I went, no, no, yeah. He's got his fucking this, wanderer's scarf on. <laughs> this thing was like full-on San Siro, right? It was about that big. And there was like a second half, we were losing 2-0, but us and lower stuff are all in the same end. And I, oh, we all dressed as Scotsmen as well, just to like add that. We all had like kind of tartan berets <laughs> on because of John Clarkson. Um, and I just like was a bit bored in the in the play. We were losing to him, so I cracked this thing off. Right, Lowestoft actually scored a third goal. Nobody saw it because it was down the other end, and everyone was watching what was going on at our end. I think 2007 it was. Oh jeez. Yeah. We don't endorse the use of pyrotechnics. No, 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 no. It was a long time ago. Yeah, we it's did. A different, yeah, yeah. different game. Different man. game. That was episode three. Ipswich Wanderers at underscore IWFC. Uh, what was episode four? Episode four. We we took a bit of a turn on episode four, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We brought in a youth coach. We did. And that was good fun. Yeah, Jamal McGlashy. What a, what a lad. It's good, isn't he? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I actually think this was probably my most enjoyable discussion because I've got quite a bit of a background in youth football. You know, youth football leads into non-league quite successfully. Um, and to have this chat and to reminisce about times in, in youth football and know that the same problems are still going on today was quite refreshing. Yeah, uh, you know it, brother. Yeah. But mate, it was brilliant. I, I love the fact that he was on. Um, I've been thanks for Jamal for a very long time. So it was great to actually get him to talk about it. He was really nervous about it when he uh, prior to coming on. He wanted yeah. to listen to a few episodes before. He listened to Dave's episode and he listened to... I've oh, daved him off again. Listened to <laughs> David's episode and he listened to Luddy's episode. Yeah. I think it gave him two different perspectives to come from. Yep. I think he did come from a coaching perspective and have that similar philosophical mindset that, that David Hennessy had from Long Melford. I, and I, he was also keen to share fun stories as well. It should come behind his ear. It's one of my favourite. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that when it happened as well. I remember it vividly. Oh, the whole barbershop erupted. He's never been back. The, the, the idea... Of his going... barber goes to his house now. <laughs> <laughs> what I loved about him as well is, I mean, what, is he the same age as you? Yeah. I know he doesn't look it, but... No, 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 no. You've obviously had very different paper rounds, but um, he's just, he's so level-headed as well, like, yeah. for a coach, just like, and he's so real. Like, you know, he's got every reason to be a little bit arrogant because his son's in the academy and stuff like that, but he's not, you know, it, and anybody who still runs a, a youth football team when their children are not even in it anymore, hats off, mate. Hats off, because you put up with a lot of... <laughs> You put up with a lot of shit when you run a youth football team. Yeah, you do. So, but yeah, great. You episode. did it, didn't you? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. Then went back for a year. You got noticed at a gig on Thursday for being a football for, coach. for coaching their kid. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, he was terrible. Oh, mate, don't say that. He was though. 
Don't say that. That's lovely, lovely so... kid. Lovely kid. I'm really yeah, trying hard. Oh, terrible. man, I'm not editing it out either. Nah. Like, you just... he, the only thing I will say about him is we had one game where we were losing like 8-0. It was a B team. Stop, man. Stop. No, no, no. no. Wait, wait, wait. This is good. This is a good story. Okay. So we were losing about 8-0. It was the B team. And we, we there was okay. a big, big change. There was a big difference between our A team and our B team. Right. Um, and our goalkeeper got injured. Didn't get injured. Cried like a little wuss. Okay. No, I'm trying to How old was he? Six? Yeah, he was actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, our goalkeeper got injured and he needed to come off, and the only kid that volunteered to go in goal was this kid. Yeah. So, respect to him for that. But respect. Like, and he knew where he was. His parents knew where he was as well, like as a player. And okay. Stuff. Just, just enjoy Doesn't make it any easier, mate, no. you're using language like that. <laughs> it's disgusting. And the exact opposite of what Jamal was uh, sharing <laughs> in his episode. Uh, I really enjoyed it as well. I was absolutely buzzing to to get him on. Um, absolutely buzzing to see him come out of his comfort zone a little bit as well. Yeah, good luck. Uh, as I say, known him a very long time and it was good for him to to share his... I'm going to put a stamp on this one. Obviously, the Ludzi episode had a lot, or the Ipswich Wanderers episode had a lot of memories for me. Yeah, but not I'll, a lot of views though, as if someone hadn't shared, shared it <laughs> in any way, shape or form. Uh, but actually, Jamal's episode was my favourite episode. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Good. All right, well, let's, let's stick it on. Yeah. I do have a question. Yeah. Uh, have you ever chewed chewing gum? Throw him under the bus on that one, 100%. Uh, it's only because right. I know him. I know the story. <laughs> yeah, so, basically, um, I don't even know where to start with this. I, when I was about 16, I, um, maybe 17, I was chewing a piece of chewing gum and I decided I want a cigarette. Instead of wasting the chewing gum, I put it behind my ear and forgot about it. Walking, <laughs> got a bus to town, chewing gum, resting there all day, walking past Getting the shops. So I was looking at myself in the windows of the shops thinking, I look good today. Like, <laughs> I, felt, I felt confident. I'm, I'm going to go fresh. Get, yeah, I, I've I, never I, noticed this ear spoke. That just looks good, that ear. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I felt great. I was having a really good day. Um, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a haircut. Um, and when I'd done it, the chewing gum was still resting there um, behind the ear. And uh, the barber said to me, Big man, you got chewing gum around your ear, man. Now at that moment, obviously, um, I wanted the ground to swallow. There's nothing you can say to get yourself out of that situation. You can say... I don't know how that got there. That makes but you then sound, how's that? Yeah, that makes yeah, you sound yeah. like that makes you sound like you're homeless. You know, yeah. you say, or you could say I put that there earlier. That makes you sound like you're a complete enough freak. Yeah. So I went with I don't know how that got there. Um, <laughs> awkwardly had to pull it up, put it in the bin, and you put it, it in the bin. You didn't put it back. No, in no, 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 no. <laughs> the Sorry. flavour had gone by this point. Um, <laughs> should be on your wrist. <laughs> yeah. It's not lovely. So I put this awkwardly back in the bin. At this point, everyone in the shop were um, (laughs) aware of the situation. (laughs) Everyone in the shop (laughs) were aware of the situation. And it just made the rest of the uh, the trim awkward. And then when I left, I heard the place erupt in laughter. (laughs) And I've never been back since. My fault. Have you seen the barber scene? Yes, I have. And he looks at me with a nod as if to be like, I know what you've done. <laughs> on a, on a, I, yeah, probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Don't tell anyone. It's out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was uh, 
episode four. That was four. Well done. Yeah, it's four. It's good. We cut, I, I had to introduce this one because I can't count higher than four. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that was episode four. Great episode. Um, Jamal's an absolute ledge and can't wait to have him back on the podcast, to be honest with you. Yeah, be good. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we're now on to episode five. Yeah. Where we had Brosnan. Brosnan, yeah. Brosnan Jarrett. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, young lad, great player. Really, really talented player, actually. Yeah. Uh, playing for Woodbridge Town. Uh, Brosnan's episode got us a following off Luke Hyam, so shout out to Luke Hyam. <laughs> <laughs> actually got us a following off his business, but um, <laughs> still. Either way, it still, still. works. Um, um, but yeah, great, great player. Um, and it was a really insightful episode to what youth players go through at an academy level. And, and I, the I pressure do have a gripe under. with Brosnan, by the way. Go for it. Hasn't shared it? No, no, he has. 100% <laughs> he has. We've got a heck of a load of follows yeah. off of Brosnan, which is great. It's, you know, yeah. it's not why we do it, but thanks. Um, when we were speaking about, you know, the coaching setup at, at Woodbridge, and he said Billy Clark was the assistant manager... We were talking about two different Billy Clarks. <laughs> like a text from my brother. That, uh, bearing in mind, the episode comes out at nine o'clock. He sent me a text at half ten <laughs> saying that you're talking about a different Billy Clark. He, he means this one. You mean that one. I don't even think the one I spoke about is Irish. <laughs> like, as in the one I thought he was, you know, you, you, you know the one I mean. Yeah, the one that's played championship football like all, all of his career. Striker, right? Yeah. I don't think it's the same one. I mean, again, I haven't checked. I should probably check, but... I don't think it is the same one either. I don't think it is. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's not. Brosnan didn't correct you either. I asked him. I went, was that the one that played for Ipswich? And he went, yeah, turns out he had as well. (laughs) What are the odds? What are the odds? I don't blame Brosnan. What, What was great about that episode, though, was... We delve into some difficult subjects with Brosnan. Yeah, and he took it. He uh, took it, mate. And he answered so well for what an eighteen-year-old lad. Eighteen as well. years old. Yeah, Louis had to check his ID before yeah, he came yeah. on. He do look young, then he. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he. Um, I imagine he gets kicked about on a football pitch. I've, man, looks like he plays. You know, he's really sort of cemented his place in that team yeah. as well. He's a good player. One of the things, the one of the reasons I wanted Brosnan on was because as we were coming up, um, my youth team. Brosnan was talked about a lot. He was a couple of years younger than the players that I had. But because he was in and out of academy trials and stuff like that, there was a lot of talk about how good he was. Um, and it was a fantastic bit in the episode where Brosnan opened up about his his challenges, I think it's fair to say, mm-hmm. um, with academies. And he was really honest about it as well. And like he, he sort of admitted that he didn't have that killer instinct at that age, did he, to sort of progress further. I wouldn't be surprised if he progresses in non-league football and ends up playing professionally, that's for sure. Well, hopefully so, mate. Yeah. We can get him back on for episode 100. Yeah, 105. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, a great episode, I thought. Yeah, 100%. It's yeah. really lovely to chat to him. Yeah, and he was so nervous as well, weren't he? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was nervous for him as well because he was, you know, he was thinking through the questions before because we were interviewing Jamal beforehand just yeah. to break the uh, illusion. Um and Brosnan was, was, he was at work, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, so he was thinking... Shout out 80 for giving him the time off to do the podcast. He got time off his shift yeah. to do that episode. It's really nice, isn't yeah. it? Doesn't drink either. No. Nah. Which is quite nice to see as well. It from, is. Yeah, for an 18-year-old lad, that's it, fair enough. It ruins a lot of youngsters' careers. They get on the old booze and that. I mean, look at you. Yeah, well, yeah it was definitely the booze that done it for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it was great. What, one of the things that I did like about him as well is he's got quite a good banner in it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and the fact that you absolutely nailed Luke Hyams' dress sense to a T in the middle of the episode. I suggested it. I didn't. I don't know if I've now. Following it. that, Brosnan actually screenshot a picture of Luke Hyam and sent it to me and went, Aaron's blatantly seen this picture." No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I know you haven't. I haven't. I just. I can. I can tell the the weight of a man by. <laughs> what I will say about Brosnan, though, absolute diva, insisted on the picture being him for the front of the episode. No, he didn't. <laughs> he sent it as a suggestion, and I actually think it was quite a good idea. Yeah, it was a very good idea. Um, anything else you want to say about Brosnan? No, just. Cheers, Brosnan. Yeah, thanks. So you spoke about the difference in moving from 18s to first team yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. How have you found the difference in dressing room? Because obviously kids football, yeah. you're not getting yeah. the yeah, treatment that you might get yeah, within a first team changing room. How have you found so, it? So the first real bit of first team football I got was at Wanderers. And I'm so glad I played there with the likes of Dev, Ton, Bakes, Blakey, Tion, Rosie. I don't think if I didn't play there, I would not be as confident as a first team changing room as I did. Because credit to Dev, to be honest. I love Dev to bits. Can't speak highly enough of him. And I said it to you, yeah. like not even on this podcast, but I said how much I like him. He's with the one person you hate playing against, but you love him on your team. Yeah. He's the one person that he'll put your arm around, like he'll put his arm around you and say, "Look, mate, you're all right. You're all good." And then there's times where he's like, look, mate, you need to buck your ideas up sort of thing. Like, he's the one person you go to sort of thing. I remember the first time I trained with first team, because I was at 18s for Wanderers for a bit as well. Um, so, yeah, um, sort of trained with first team for a bit. Um, didn't really play, like, games or anything like that. Just sort of training just because I had the day off or night off sort of thing. And um, pre-season, uh, Got a message from Buck saying, like, we're training here, did you want to come along? I was like, yeah, thinking, yeah, I'll fit in well and stuff like that. It wasn't until we'd done the run in at Felix, though, that made me regret the decision that I did. <laughs> Honestly, it was the worst thing. The run that we'd done, it was from the pier to the end, end of Felix, though, and then, so we went from the pier to the end of Felix, though, and then to the other end of Felix, though, where we were doing the circuit train or something like that. Bucks Goldie and that it's like oh yeah just warm up to end of Felix down and then come back this end it took us a half an hour warm up my <laughs> legs felt like they were going to fall off and you've got <laughs> someone like Goldie who's not a young and probably doing the whole thing isn't he no no he was standing watching he was waiting for us to come back to this sort of end but to be fair there was a boy called Jacob Lay he's unreal at he's so athletic and fast um, his feet are unreal as well to be honest like just moves the ball so quickly no one can tackle him but he's the only one that I thought done up really well he he was 100 metres in front of everyone else and he was doing it in Vapormax shoes how is that possible <laughs> Do you know what I mean like, everyone was wearing runners and stuff like that and he's he's like it's not even a warm up for him he like d- oh, I don't even know but yeah, I was, sick, yeah I, mate, honestly I don't think I'd be able to do that so Aaron mentioned the dressing room and stuff like that. We all know there's initiations. Yeah. What song did you pick? Uh, Sweet Child of Mine from Guns N' Roses. Nice. Yeah. That was episode five. Um, Brosnan Jarrett, what a lad. Um, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, right. So I suppose the only thing now is for you to go back and listen to the full episodes. Um, if you've listened to the full episodes already and you've just had a little listen back to some of the clips, thank you very much. Um We've done this just as a way of getting 
the message out there and sharing some of the shorter clips with people that perhaps didn't want to listen to full episodes. Uh, we also didn't have a guest booked in this week, so yeah, we thought this would be a good opportunity to still put content out there. Uh, next up, we've got Lee Hudson. Lee Hudson, good old boy, comedian. Comedian. Ex-player. Ex-player, ex-scout. Scout as well. Yeah. Um, and then we're doing a big batch of recordings uh, within the next two weeks, yeah. aren't we? So we should be readily available with some more longer form interviews. So give us a like on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter or X as it's called now. Yeah. I keep forgetting that. Um, and also five stars on Google, five stars on Apple Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon. Not Amazon. That's the only one we're not on. Oh, uh, <laughs> don't listen to us on. But Amazon. we are on uh, YouTube, and we're on loads of other streaming platforms that I didn't know were out there. But but we're on there. So um, get involved, and in that is now a siren ready to uh, collect Louis to <laughs> put him away for some of the things. Is actually, do you know what that siren was? It's going to pick up whoever's in charge of the admin at Wanderers. <laughs> for not sharing our stuff and you can come at me in the dms if you want we'll we'll see what happens cheers cheers thanks for listening